This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. Christopher Rosen, joined by Joyce and Joyce, we're going to have a lot of LOLs today. Didn't we already have some on Friday? We did. In our, in our, our typing column with our fingers, we talked about the comedy series at the Emmys. But now we're going to do it with our mouths and laugh. So much laughter, Joyce. These are just very, a lot of funny, like gut-busting comedies like Julia, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. These are- Atlanta, yeah, super just- Rolling on the floor laughing. So a lot of comedies now, I would say, are are uh, comedies in name with a little like ha and fun. Definitely enjoyable. More enjoyable than like a heavy drama like uh, we would see. But it is a broad definition of comedy choice. Perhaps ushered in maybe. When would you say this started? I would say maybe, my, I was going to say and only somewhat thinking of this just because it's the 10th anniversary. But maybe Girls was a comedy that was like not a comedy. Like a dramedy. Like a dramedy, but like a 30-minute dramedy kind of thing where it's like, oh, there's um, some laughs, but it's not yeah. necessarily a comedy like you would imagine, like an office or a modern family or a black. Yeah, there's definitely been more of of those types in the last decade. Like transparent. I don't think I ever laughed a single second at transparent. <laughs> yeah, or just like a hmm, like that. Like that's I mean, that's how I've been watching one of the ones we'll talk about today. Julia, very enjoyable show. I've been watching it. Julia's delightful. And it's delightful. And I just sit there like this. Huh. It's, also, it's also 48 minutes. So it doesn't even hit that uh, oh. the, the time marker that the Emmys uh, instituted for Orange is the New Black. Like right. six years ago, seven years ago. I mean, Orange is the New Black is one that was, I think, a, a comedy that was funny. But there's a lot of them now. I mean, I think Ted Lasso and Hacks are comedies. They remain our our front runners last week, we, we, we were talking, I think in the column about this, but the, the hacks trailer premiered for season two, uh, boldly proclaiming it's an Emmy award, uh, winning show. No hyphens, no hyphens, the gr- okay. no, no room for hyphens. And when you're, you're stumping your Emmy awards in like giant 150 font. Uh, yeah. But you know, would it really take up that much more room if you added to throw it? that hyphen in? Yeah, I don't no, know. I don't think so. No. Uh, so, ha- you know, those are comedies. And, and then Mrs. Maisel obviously has a long life in this category. Uh, Joyce, we had last week, we talked the on the typing, but we did a, the Minx finale. Abbott Elementary finales were last week. Julia is kind of heading toward its final episodes. Uh, this week, we're going to have the premiere of Flight Attendant. Uh, Barry is coming Sunday, I believe, I think. Yes. So that's coming back and we'll have 
you know, coming up the end of Atlanta, all, all, uh, Russian doll premieres this week. So a lot of our, our, our last run of comedies are here. Uh, yes, what do you and, think? And Hacks, May 12th. Hacks is the last. Hacks is the last one. And it's only, an, I think it's only an eight episode season. Yeah, right? I was like very upset when I saw that in the press release. <laughs> Hacks feels like, again, a little like Succession season three, where it's like they were yeah. shot it during like the teeth of COVID seemingly. And like, we're just going to try to make it work. And I know, but at least with Succession, they went from 10 to nine. Hacks is going from 10 to eight. But I mean, I trust them, but still it's like. So I, I, I just looking, I'm just surveying this field. I think we've talked, we talked about this maybe in, a couple of weeks ago when we were going through the massive overview of every Emmy uh, potential category and winner. I still have Ted Lasso obviously getting nominated, but I, the more I'm looking at it, the more I'm not convinced it is this front runner to win just because, or I wouldn't predict it to win because there's just so many other comedies that I think could end up surpassing it. And without Ted Lasso being on the air at the moment, uh, just, there's just, it's kind of, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And the, the, the phenomenon and the interest in the show is obviously pales in comparison to where it was at this point last year. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's partially why I don't have it in first. I mean, it doesn't matter at this point. Cause it's just right. nominated. It's like, it's getting nominated. Obviously it's getting nominated. Yeah. I know that. Um, so what's, what's funny about the comedy race is that if, if you don't follow any of this at all and someone just gave you a list of winners from the, the winter awards, you would just think there are only two comedies on the air because Ted and hacks won everything. <laughs> yes. Those are the only two comedies. Yeah. That's it. So, um, is, are, are they the top two? Probably. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I think you can give hacks, you know, season two, uh, sight unseen. They haven't sent screeners yet. Um, you, you could give it a benefit of doubt. Like, uh, yeah, it, it can win. Like it won three awards, three big awards last year for Gene Smart writing and directing. And then won, uh, WGA and DGA over Ted just last month. So it's proven it could beat him or beat Ted, beat him. Yeah. Ted Lasso himself. Um, and you know, it also won the globe. Uh, you know, if, if you recall the tweet for it, it, it won best comedy series. What was the tweet so. choice? It was, I don't remember, but it was, it was like. Laughter is the best medicine. No, that, I mean, story. I mean, we know West Side Story is laughter is the best medicine, but it was something like ridiculous as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I remember seeing it and I'm just like, lols. <laughs> I'll Google it while you're talking. Okay. But yeah, like I, no, I agree. I think like Ted can be beaten and obviously it's a deeper field with returning um or former nominees this year um you know do you do you have cobra kai and emily in paris getting in you don't joyce i found the tweet let's go i'll do that and then i'll tell you what i have going in here but the tweet was hacks can laugh all the way to the bank with this one cry laughing emoji congratulations on taking home the hashtag golden globe for best musical and comedy series amazing yes Boy, just, I miss those Globes tweets. I don't. I know the Globes are canceled or, or whatever, but I'm like, bring that back next year. Just do it if it can. If NBC does, doesn't uh, reinstate the its you know contract for next year, just just do it again. Let's just do the live tweets. So here, I choice. I have the shows I have that are are in for me. The I have three uh, 
three uh, newcomers. Slash, I mean, I won. The, I have the top four: Ted Lasso, Hacks, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Only Murders. And then I have Barry getting in, which you can you can speak on because I know you you're you're big on Barry for season three. And I, I am like a, a super Barry fan. <laughs> season three, Team Barry. And then I have Julia Abbott Elementary and Minx. I threw them in. I just feel like you put uh, in Minx. I did put in Minx. I'm I'm going for it. Uh, love Minx. We talked about it in our column. So it wrapped up in season one last week. Just what a show! So fun. It 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 deserves more. It does. Uh, it was an interesting finale. We could, I mean, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen it. But it, the way it ends is basically like kind of like ties up all the. It it seemingly could be a series finale if HBO decides they don't want to do a second season. Uh, there's like a couple of loose threads that they would be able to pull on. It also serves as obviously a series finale because they leave a couple of loose threads. But really, the the driving force of the show is mostly wrapped up at the end of the the season. I would say because it's about for for if you have not watched Minx, and I'll just spoil it for you. But it's about a woman named Joyce, which obviously is uh, plays into our fandom here, uh, who has starts a magazine, a feminist uh, male pornography magazine. I would say. With, with the help of Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson is a publisher of skeezy uh, porno mags, but he uses, uh, he views uh, the magazine Minx as an opportunity to expand his market reach, make a lot of money to an underserved audience of women and, you know, gay men who are interested in the nudity slash the articles written by Joyce, who is the editorial director of the magazine. And the whole show is about their kind of push and pull. I felt like uh, it's Olivia Lovabond, I believe, right? Ophelia Lovabond. Ophelia. Who plays Joyce. And her and Jake have a relationship that I would compare to like Don Draper and uh, Peggy from Mad Men. Yes. Because Jake is very much, that's what the money is for. And multiple times he actually does seemingly say, that's what the money is for when they're arguing. Because she's viewing it strictly as a business opportunity. And while he is fair-minded in some of his tactics, like he, in one of the episodes, he fights with a mob teamster about like diversity at the workplace, not because he's uh, necessarily woke, but because he views like any good idea can come from anybody. And like, you know, there's just more opportunities. Right. Who's uh, who's black woman who he ends up having like a romantic relationship, Adari Victor, who we love. I love on that show. I actually think I have her in too, just as a Hail Mary. Uh, (laughs) They have incredible chemistry. She and Jake, so it's incredible. So he's like the you know Don Drapery, like I would say, like Gen X driving force of like, you know, that's what the money's for. And she is much more like, uh, she's like an idealist, and yes, that's the word. Yeah, um, and so she is like you're really trying to like use her her magazine to promote uh, feminist viewpoints that are not in the mainstream discourse, and so. It, it plays out basically that they have this push and pull relationship. They kind of both need each other. And then by the very end, uh, she kind of doesn't need him. He pushes, he like, he seeds the magazine back to her. So she, yeah. So she has, um, spoiler, like full editorial control. Now she owns, she owns the rights basically. So yeah, like the finale, it could double as a series under if it doesn't continue. I hope it does. But it's also like a launch pad for season two because they can really do whatever they want now. But right. like as as I, I said in our column last week, like I love the show because it covers so much ground in such a little time. Also a short season, it's only 10 episodes, but 30 minutes. Um, and th- that finale is the type of finale you would get like mid run, right? When like 
you know, she and her publisher fight over editorial control and then she wins the rights. Yeah. Like it, that's like a really, season three finale. <laughs> yeah, it was. It reminded, I mean, it's literally like the Mad Men one where they split off from Sterling uh, yeah. Cooper and like they're in another, uh, another wing. Yeah. It, it really does burn through a lot of plot. I would say, uh, I love the show. It's very funny. I'm a huge Jake Johnson fan, Joyce. I, I, I love Jake Johnson. He should have been nominated for New Girl. So obviously, he should have been nominated for New Girl. I might, might, I'll give you brief, uh, just a humble brag, I guess. I, I've interviewed Jake Johnson like four or five times. I, I interviewed him once at South by Southwest for Safety Not Guaranteed. It's a movie I still enjoy. Colin Trevorrow directed it. Uh, Jake giving full Bill Murray in like Lost in Translation Rushmore vibes in that movie. I remember interviewing him at South by Southwest and like we hit it off. And then I saw him at like a party there and I like talked to him. And then like every other, like every couple of years I interviewed him for like whatever Joe Swanberg movie he was doing or just random things. He's always really nice. I think he's like very uh, as amongst seemingly among celebrities, very down to earth man uh, just seems like exceedingly normal and uh, is incredible on me. So I feel like it combines the best stuff he does in new girl, which is like, Nick was increasingly silly on that show and like kind of like, you know, over the top, I feel like. But but he's, feels he like, was also like an old man energy, which like I heavily relate to because I have no patience for a lot of crap. <laughs> and so I feel like on this show, it's like a little bit of Nick. I like I said, a lot of Don Draper, I feel like in it, like certainly like he's like very much a practitioner of like Don's worldview without like some of Don's uh, more problematic aspects. He's and a then, little like, more forward thinking. And then his sexual chemistry with uh, Adari Victor is just off the charts. They're so great together. And I love that the show kind of, I think on a different show, you would have had him and Joyce uh, hook up or like potentially hook up as like a will they, won't they couple. And they immediately discount that seemingly. And like, they treat them more like Jack and Liz on 30 Rock or, you know, like. Yeah. And and like, I always thought it was so weird that people wanted Jack and Liz together on 30 Rock. No. Um, But I was, uh, when Minx was premiering, I consumed a lot of Jake Johnson press, obviously. Sure. And he, yeah, he was like really, I, I, so I hope the show continues because he was like, I I want the show to go on at least like five seasons. You know, like he sees it as like being a five season run show. He's like, I love this role, this job, blah, blah, blah. Um, but obviously, like he was asked if like Joyce and um, he will hook up and uh, Doug is his character's name. And he was saying like, oh, no, I don't think so. I think like Doug uh, is married to capitalism. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Love that. Good answer. Uh, so this is a long way of me saying I have Jake in, in my sixth spot for best. Actor. I know I, I I'm trying not to just hope dip him. <laughs> So best actor, if we're looking at it, there are five like incredible locks to me. And like we said, this could be a five, this could be five and out, right? Based on the ballots. It doesn't Can I just say sense. before you read um, yes. that comedy actor is always the worst category, <laughs> like no shade to any of the nominees or contenders, because this year there's actually a lot of worthy contenders, but this category is always boring, no matter the award shows, not just the Emmys. And this year you have the most predictable lineup because you have the top five, which is super obvious that everyone is predicting. And then if there's a sixth spot, it's probably going to be Anthony Anderson. So that's our odds would be the top, the top five are Jason Sudeikis, obviously Steve Martin for only murders, Bill Hader for Barry, Donald Glover for Atlanta and Martin short for only murders. And then Anthony Anderson blackish is six. I put Jake in at six. I'm just going to leave him there because you know what? I'll just hope dicked it in because I don't believe I, I'll get five out of six here, no matter what I feel like. And it could just be five altogether. So then right? will you just so, drop him if it's five. Right. 
And so that's fine. If it's just going to be five, that's it. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave Jake there. I absolutely think he should get in. I love him so much. I think, you know, the other nominees would be Anthony Anderson or Nicholas Holt, Don Cheadle for Black Monday, John Cena for Pacemaker, Larry David for Peacemaker, excuse me. Pacemaker would be, a, you know, maybe a different show. He'll make that in like 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> for Curving Enthusiasm, Matt Berry for What We Do in the Shadows, blah, blah, blah. Jake, I'm putting him in. I just love it. The only thing I'm concerned with is like, do enough people uh, know Minx exists and have they watched it? I was texting one of my friends who, I don't know, who does this for a living, not necessarily like this specifically, but works in the, is an entertainment journalist and editor. And I was like, have you heard of Minx? And he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I was like, that's not a great sign. Uh, but hopefully as people catch up on it, the fact that all the episodes are now available, I think is helpful. And, you know, if HBO Max does some good promo around Flight Attendant and Barry and all these different shows, hacks that are coming back, it could get people to watch it if they keep it up as a tile, but like keep heavily like putting it up there. So my fingers are crossed basically that Jake Johnson gets in. He'd be so great. He's a well-deserved nominee. He, he's overdue. It's so weird to say, but like he's, he, he should be a nominee. There are so many people who are already Emmy nominees and he should be one. Like, I, get, I mean, I think the problem with New Girl was that people didn't take it seriously as like an award show, right? Like it was not like an awardsy show. Um, yeah. Zoe got in and then Max got in and. Right. Yeah. It was like a little bit underrated, I feel like, in that aspect. Because I think people take don't take those kind of shows as seriously as like something like these non like that new girl is like a straight up comedy or a traditional definition of comedy. And I think nowadays at the Emmys, there needs to be a little bit of a twist on the tradition of comedy. That said, I do have Abbott Elementary in as well. Still. I have, yeah, I have Abbott in. Um, so I I have Hacks, Ted, Barry. Only Murders in a Building, Maisel, Atlanta, Flight Attendant, and Abbott Elementary. So I oh, you don't have better. Julia. I don't have Julia. No, I don't have room for Julia. I, I mean, I don't have room for like Russian Doll either. Like, you don't have a Netflix show, do you? I have no Netflix. Show. I don't have a Netflix show. Seems I know strange. this. <laughs> so, so I mean, I've thought about actually dropping Atlanta for something I, else. I dropped Atlanta. I did drop Atlanta for Minx. I just feel like another. That's a show that has come back. And we kind of talked about this. It, it is this third season has been seemingly incredibly critically acclaimed, but has not seemingly broken through in the general discourse. I don't see as much about it as I do Abbott Elementary or even like Julia or Barry, frankly. It does seem like it's kind of existing in a the fans of Barry have, I mean, excuse me, the fans of Atlanta have been like incredibly psyched about Atlanta, but not as it's not as generally percolating as like the previous seasons it's also different this season because they've had a lot of episodes without the main cast yes so that's the required taste um and we know they're not super in love with it it's it it feels like a show they respect more than love because remember it got blanked at the main ceremony right the last time it competed which was four years ago now So yeah, like it's been a way to longest as well. Cause these other ones like Barry and Maisel, it's only been three years, only been three years. Um, So. So you have, you have flight attendant. I do. Yes. I have flight attendant. You've watched the screeners. I have not. Again, I like, I like existing. I like living through it with the, the, the plebes choice, the audience. Uh, I just, you know, there's too much TV. So I just burn through the screeners (laughs) and then I, it, it all gets jumbled in my head. I'm like, what episode is this week? Um, but yeah, I watched, they, they sent six. So I've seen all six. Uh, so you have it in, you think it, you think it's going to make it back in? Um, 
I I think it it's also helped by the fact that it's a former nominee and it's like familiar like for them, you know? Right. Um, and I think we talked about, I don't know if it was like on the record, but like, you know, we were kind of just waiting to see how season two would be because this could have just worked as a limited series. Yes. Um, I think they do do a good job um, with it. I don't think it's perfect, but you know, she like Cassie becomes like an asset for the CIA. Not she's she's not great at it, um, predictably. And you know, she's she's sober now, so she's moved to LA. She has this insane house, and I'm like, how do you afford this? <laughs> it's it's crazy. Maybe she got a payoff from the end of the first season. I know, right? Um, and yeah, she, so she gets like caught up in this other like spy thing and like uh, a murder um, and someone might be uh, imitating her. Um, Mm. And they're still trying to tie up the Rosie Perez thread. If you recall from season one. (laughs) So that was, that I remember. So you're right. Like that flight attendant. I love the first season. Uh, Not that we don't need to relitigate the first season or whatever, but I'm like, I love the first season. And it definitely felt like at the time I was of two minds, Kelly Cuoco, Another humble, I've interviewed Kelly Cuoco twice about flight attendant, like twice, including once for gold derby. So love Kelly Cuoco. Uh, and I, she was so enthusiastic about the show and it was such a big deal for her to have it be a hit and to actually get it through to a second season because she produced it. And it was like her first, you know, post like big bang theory opportunity and like, kind of like really leveling her up into a different, trying to put her on the the Reese Witherspoon path, you know, like where she's going to be. Doing, well, she, like, she's talked about how when she she was just like when she was leaving or Big Bang was ending her, her team was telling her, what do you want to do next? Maybe like option a book. And she was just on Amazon and she saw the log line for the flight attendant. And book. like the cover. And she called her team was like, can we get the rights to this? Like does yeah. Reese Witherspoon have this already? <laughs> so like that's her like she had like a very, uh, very specific plan and also is amazing on the show. Like I love Kelly Cuoco on the show. And I feel like if. It wasn't for Gene Smart being just a juggernaut. I think you could have easily yeah. made a case for her winning last year. Yeah, I feel so bad for her because she was blocked at the Winter Awards by Catherine O'Hara. Yep. And then it seemed like the Emmy was hers. And then Gene came along. And so, I don't like, know if she'll win anything for this role now. I, I don't know. I, I don't want know her either. to. I, I don't know if she will. Especially um, now we have like Sarah Lancashire there now also like, like coming in yeah. hot. Uh, I don't know. So, cause also like Gene on hacks feels like a multiple Emmy winning role, you know, if it's not consecutive, it does. Uh, yeah. But and- yeah, Kelly, Kelly's great. Um, and like to the, to your point about her, like wanting a second season, like I was <laughs> like, I actually respected her and like uh, Steve Yockey, who's like the showrunner EP, mm-hmm. like, cause they were, they promoted this at TCA in summer 2020. It, the show didn't premiere until November that year. And I, they were like so charming on the panel. And then like one of the questions obviously was, is this a limited series? Um, and, you know, usually a lot of people or shows or whatever, like they're kind of vague with that answer because they just want to see how it lands and it's successful before, before they answer. But obviously this could have worked as a limited series. And they were both like super up from the fact that they wanted a second season. I'm like, I respect that. Like. <laughs> The other thing with the two of them, and he, I've uh, interviewed him as well uh, about it, but they were, they were very open, at least talking to me and just in general, I think in interviews that their fans, like the thing I liked about the flight attendant in the first season and why I'm actually, even though I do think it, it could have worked as a limited series, I, I think the second season will be enjoyable is 
they are fans of TV and actually watch a lot of TV. Kelly Cuoco is like not a not a snob, I would say, when it comes to like her her interests. And so their goal was to create a show that people would actually like to watch, which I think is like a really good goal because a lot of times I don't I wonder often how often are people like how often are you actually thinking about how are people actually going to watch this? So I'm like the fact that that is like their lead. That's how they led basically with flight attendant was like, what's a show that we would like to watch as fans of television. Uh, then let's just do that show. Leads me to believe that the second season, knowing the pitfalls that you could fall into in a second season, the fact that it was so buttoned up in the first season, relatively speaking until the finale uh, leads me to believe that actually the second season works. So mate, you're, you're, um, you're kind of talking me into putting it in, but I'm not going to do it right now. But I, I, I like I, I could see it not being nominated because I don't think it's like on the level of like hacks. Right. Right. But it's still very watchable. Um, and she's tremendous on it again because she this time in her mind palace is just her. She's talking right. to herself. Multiple right. versions of Cassie. So she Which gets to fun. act opposite of herself. Just love that. I love range, that. Bit. Range all, she has the range. <laughs> love that. Um, and yeah, I would I would say just like I would have been fine if they just kind of. Uh, like wrapped up the rosy thing, like off screen, like with like a throwaway line or something, but there's, they, they try to wrap, wrap it up like on screen. And I'm there could still be more in the last two episodes, but there's like the fourth episode, I think it's like devoted to her basically. Okay. And yeah, but Kaylee is still good. And she, she, you know, obviously a very messy character uh, makes a lot of poor decisions. So I think I could still, be irritating to people if you're irritated by that in the first season um and yeah sharon stone plays her mom she comes in in the sixth episode uh, a very intense scene in that episode uh so she could she could be guest because it's only eight episodes so nice. she could show up in seven and eight um love that yeah so i think i think like at the very least like kaylee will get back in yeah I think she'll get in. I have her in for sure. Let's talk actress. I've got Jean Smart, Sarah, Rachel, and Kaylee, right? Yes. Okay. I have it in a different order. That's why I'm like, do I have them? <laughs> so I have Jean and Sarah and then Rachel Brosnahan and Kaylee fourth. What do you have? I, I have Jean, Kaylee, I have Clint Brunson. So I have Quinta Brunson too. I feel like that's like getting locked into place. Sarah, Rachel, and then I have Issa Rae. So I put I put uh, Natasha Lee on there for Russian Doll. That's my Netflix. Uh, Netflix I know I should play. probably put Natasha in. I should put Russian Doll in somewhere. <laughs> so I, I couldn't get it in comedy series. And while I understand Minx is like a Hail Mary and maybe Julie is too, though I really do think it'll end up being like a, a kind of show that just generates a lot of Emmy uh, consideration and, and attention. More so than I mean, it's definitely craft period heavy. That's why it's just, it's from, I think it's like, I think one of the, the EP is from, I worked on Maisel, if I remember correctly, uh, for, for Julia. Um, And yeah, I just think that's getting in. But so I've Natasha Leona for Russian Doll, long story short. That's my, those are my five, (laughs) a six, excuse me. And I actually could see this getting, I don't know, I could see this getting to six. It feels like there's a lot more depth here. Than there is in actor, like you said, like Issa Rae, Selena Gomez, not mentioned. Uh, I know. I I don't. I feel bad about Selena. I just. I I don't know. Yeah, this, this so what we is crowded. I, I feel like what we talked about could play into this, though. She would. It's tough because, like you said, 
she had she would have to get nominated based on the first season, but could like really be a strong player based on the second season, which premieres the day, the day voting, after closes, voting closes. Day after voting closes. So it's like I think if if Only Murders was on a little earlier and she had like a huge run in that early stages of the season, it would really help her get a nomination. But alas, that's not seemingly the timing that they have for the show. Yeah, and I don't. So she she obviously didn't get the SAG nomination. Um, right. And I think I don't even think it's like it's less. You you could probably say oh like bias or whatever blah blah blah. But you know like Zendaya freaking won. Um, I I think maybe her issue might be that a lot of these contenders here are from shows in which they are the star right right or at least like part of like a two-hander like gene and hannah einbinder whereas selena she's it you know part like is she martin short and steve martin are the leads and you could say that the steve and martin are they they have more focus in the first season yeah you, know, you could category she's, she's like the straight her man in, really to yeah. them yeah you could category for her into supporting and yeah, she probably yeah. have a better shot uh but alas uh supporting joy why don't we do supporting Joyce over here uh and i have eight here again just an outrageously just crowded group for a supporting actress feels like there's a lot of a lot of opportunities and like we have discussed i'm not convinced the snl People are going to be as prevalent as they have been in years past, but I have Hannah Waddingham, obviously, Alex Borstein, Hannah Einbinder, Juno Temple, and then Janelle James and Cheryl Lee Ralph, both Rabbit Elementary, Sarah Goldberg for Barry. I listened to you on that one. I, I put her in because obviously you're our world's number one Barry fan and the Emmys have enjoyed her previously. And then Kate McKinnon for Saturday Night Live, but I could see none of the Saturday Night Live people getting in. I kind of just have Kate McKinnon in there because she's so high in our odds. She's in, she's, I think the fifth, she ranked fifth in our odds, but I, again, I have a hard time remembering one significant breakout moment of Kate McKinnon on SNL this year. Uh, I mean, I don't watch SNL. And wasn't she missing from like the first half of the season because she was and shooting something? If she doesn't get in, that would make it easier because then I, I don't have Cecily Strong in either, but I could see like, you know, I don't even know. Marin Hinkle, I could see getting in. B.B. Newworth. I can't imagine a third Abbott Elementary actress, but I would really, really stump for Lisa Ann Walter. She's so good on the show. Well, Lisa Ann Walter. <laughs> so funny. Uh, but I just can't have three getting in. Uh, Chloe said, you know, I'm already like predicting Janelle and Cheryl. <laughs> I feel like they're actually, so I kind of feel like Cheryl would get in. I think if there's going to be like a, one of these two, uh, com, one of these three, let's say supporting actress contender for Abbott Elementary, Cheryl Lee Ralph, obviously is good, such a, such a acclaimed actor and beloved that I think she'll get in. She's so funny. But man, Janelle James, again, just killing it every week. She's so funny. And I think if people enjoy that show and are watching that show, they're going to just be ex- extremely won over by her. And I understand she doesn't have the name recognition, but I guess I kind of think of it a little like last year with like Hannah Einbinder for Hacks. I think at this point, or like even midway through the first season, it was like a kind of like a wing and a prayer prediction on her like it was like oh she's really good on it and i remember we talked about it even then and it was like well she shares 
all her scenes with Jean and she's not getting blown off the screen. So she's going to have to get in. She's also like a co-lead. <laughs> and like, I think with Abbott Elementary and you're watching it, you're like, if you're into the show and into like Quinta Brunson, who we both assume will get a nomination, you have to be like, oh man, Janelle, this, the principal is great. And like Janelle James is just, that's incredible character performance. I think while she is like still like kind of a longer shot in our odds, I do think she'll end up getting in. I don't, I mean, I think she it, I mean, they're both helped by the unlimited ballot because you're, you're not having to negotiate with yourself. It's like, oh, man, I like these four other people more than her or either of them. Um, but I only have room for one. Like you can list as many people as you want. So right. that's why they can both get in. And I think to like casual viewers or so I got like my friends to start watching it this weekend. Abbott Elementary, because one of them is a teacher. And I was like, you, you got to watch it. <laughs> Did they burn like, the whole season's it? out you, you can she she's a she's a college uh, okay. professor but still um and so i was like yes yeah, 13 episodes it's all out now so you can just binge it 22 minutes and like like they like most people love janelle james right because i think right. that's like the easy she has the one-liners like hilarious um she's a meme machine so i think even though she is not she doesn't have the name recognition as cheryl lee ralph like i think she she could get in without her um too but i i have both of them and yeah this yeah this category i only have one snl so i only have kate for snl so i i have both hannah's i have juno i have alex um and i have sarah goldberg who i think can actually win because she's so good in season three of Barry. I, I love Barry now. <laughs> You're the biggest Barry fan. I know. So I went, so like I, I said that last week, right? I, I watched episode three of season three because I saw that it was called Ben Mendelsohn. Right. And then I went back and I watched other screeners. So the order I watched them in was three, one, two, four, five, six. Great. <laughs> really, really good at this. Um, but season three is really good. And uh, Sarah, um, Sally, she basically gets like a, a TV show and it's just a lot of funny stuff, especially if uh, you like, like us know about like this industry, like not just like TV production, but just like uh, online journalism and uh, streaming services, like just uh, incredible skewering of things related to all those things I just said. I love and that. Yes. She, she has a great uh, speech moment some great scenes with Bill Hader and like, I think Bill Hader can win again. I haven't, I, I put him in first in February, I've kept him there and uh, not, not going to move him. <laughs> wow. Joyce, as someone, uh, what would you say to somebody watches who's like, I'm on the fence about watching Barry cause I haven't watched it previously. I don't remember what happened. What do you think? Can people just jump in? I think you can. I mean, you could probably just like read, like read the, the Wiki. Wikipedia, right? Yeah. Like the, I think you might get lost on the um, like the, the mafia stuff, okay. but like the other stuff is pretty easy to follow um, with, you know, like, uh, like Barry having killed Janice. So like Gene uh, just found out, you know, from the season two finale from three years ago. So, you know, he's pissed at him and the season is like a lot about forgiveness and okay. what it means and stuff. Um, and yeah, still it's very dark but still a lot of like super funny moments. The sixth episode, the last 10 minutes, <laughs> I watched it four times, including this morning again. <laughs> wow. It's, I was like rolling on the floor and it's directed by Bill Hader and I would totally support a directing nomination for him. 
Wow. It's just, yeah, it's, it's really good. And, uh, some, some, uh, unrevealed guest stars, HBO was, a wants everyone to keep a, a tight lip on that one. Like the, it was like a list of names, like no one can reveal, but some great guest stars and yeah. And also there was like one moment when I was just, this is so dumb, but I was just, it was one scene and I was just like, man, Bill is a really good actor. Like breaking. He's good. Guys. He's great. <laughs> Do you have so while we're on the subject of Barry for for supporting actor, it could it could support probably two nominations. Do you have both? I, I still have all three of them in. I you have all three, all of, three of them, them in there. Also. Very, I still have them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So who are your supporting actor nominees? To, uh, yeah, Henry Winkler, Anthony Kerrigan, Stephen Root, um, Brett Goldstein. So I have one Ted guy and three Barry guys. Wow. Tony Shalhoub, Bowen Yang, David High Pierce, and uh, our guy Ben Schwartz. <laughs> I haven't changed this lineup uh, in two months. <laughs> wow. So I have I have almost all of those same guys, but I have Nick Muhammad still for Ted uh, instead of, let me see. I, I took out, I, I I have, oh, I don't have, I don't have Stephen Root. That's, that's the difference. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, I could see another Ted guy getting in. I don't. So you, you have Nick, even though everyone hated his arc. That's why I have Min because I actually think he's a great performance. He has to like really go dark. And I just think people didn't hate the arc because of the performance. They hated the arc because they hate the character's turn. And then that was like, I think that's worthwhile, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, I mean, I have, that means I left out Brian Tyree Henry and like Keenan Thompson, Keenan, again, just a, a numbers kind of loss because again, I don't really think there's a lot of breakthroughs on SNL, but Bowen, I feel like is the one, SNL performer who I see still kind of like rating a little. I don't know though. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like he needs another iceberg moment. <laughs> I think this past weekend he might have been the Easter Bunny, I believe. Uh, but it's no iceberg. It's no iceberg, but uh, let me see. Yeah, he um, was the Easter Bunny. I mean, it's kind of kind of memorable. Yeah, I I mean I I I'm obviously hope they think Ben. So I don't really think he can get in, but he's great on that. Well, if we and both are hope dicting him, maybe uh maybe it'll pay off. Ben Schwartz is so good on the after party. I, I was a little upset because I again another show that I just think needed more attention. It kind of like I don't know if it'll it'll surge again but I, I like we were previously like the supporting actors category i was like there are like a lot of i would love to see like a you know i don't know like uh, alana glazer's really good on the show or uh you know zoe chow could be good on the show i i you know i don't know as a nominee but i just don't think they're gonna pop unfortunately i almost feel like you know with all the buzz for Apple, like post coda and like with severance now that maybe the after party premiered too early because it premiered yeah. in January. Right. So I don't know, maybe it'd be different if it premiered now. Right. That's the problem. Uh, but it's know. a great so, show. <laughs> great show. So Ben Schwartz, we have in no, what, what's, uh, you know, Brian Tyree Henry, I have out just because again, not convinced the Atlanta is as sticky this season as previously. And like you said, like the main cast is not in every episode. So that's kind of, yeah, I think I only have Donald in, um, 
among the actors because I I also dropped a Zazi beats recently. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Brian or Zazi got in. No, I wouldn't be surprised. I just don't have them in. It's again, there's just it's mass TV, so there's like a lot of nominees possibility, and I do think we're gonna like look at these nominations in July and be like. Boy, oh boy, everybody just kind of, I can't believe all these people are snubbed. It just feels like there's a lot of opportunity for snubs. Yeah. And I just, I don't know how much they're going to go back to old shows, like shows that they've seen before um, and are familiar with and familiar with the actors and people they might have nominated three years ago, you know? Um, Are they going to go back to that or like, are they going to invest in a new show? So I was wondering that too. And I, that's another, and I, not to harp on Atlanta, but, and just based on what you're saying about Barry, which I have not seen yet, but it sounds like Barry season three is continuing in the tradition of what Barry season one and two were like. And so like, I think people, I would say this is like anecdotal or whatever. I mean, this is my theory would be that people would watch Barry season three and be like, I remember really loving the show and it's exactly what I remember. And Atlanta, because I think this sec, this third season is so, slightly different, I, uh, you know, more avant-garde than the second season and the first season. I think people are going to maybe be, this is not what I remember the show, or this is not what I liked about the show or whatever it is. And that's going to hurt it overall from a comfort standpoint and allow for one of these newer shows that are more straightforward or down the middle, like a Julia or Abbott Elementary or whatever it is to get in. And that's what I'm, that that's my thinking. That's also, why I think maybe Russian doll as a series is it is, is possibly on the fringe. Similarly, I think that first season people really liked and were excited by the second season seemingly goes a lot bigger, a lot more twists and kind of moves away from what people perhaps liked about the first season and makes it more polarizing in that regard. Cause I know some of the reviews are like, this is the greatest thing. And like, it's much better show. And then others ones, I think I read one on yesterday on Vulture that was like, this is not what I want. I I need to, I want to step off of this train. And so I think that you could see happening with some of these shows where they're going bigger and more creative and more artistic, but maybe that actually hurts them in the long run with the television Academy. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, and I don't. So like the thing with Barry, when you were asking before is like, what if you don't, you're, you're trying to pick it up, pick up like on Barry without having seen anything. And I was like, you could just like, you know, read something. We don't want to go back and watch the first two seasons. And I was thinking there's because of like the gap between seasons now between a lot of shows, like, you know, obviously with COVID, like there is so much TV amnesia going on. <laughs> like, I don't right. remember like season finales from like, show, like I, I watched uh, Better Call Saul's readers last week and I was like, I don't remember how season five ended. <laughs> so true. I didn't, like read a recap. Um, right. Yeah. So I think if, if you're already a fan of something and you don't remember, I think if you're excited about the new season, at the very least, you would just seek out a recap of the previous season's finale, you know? Right. Yeah. So, so I guess we'll see. Anything else, Joyce, on, on comedy before? I guess we wrap up here. This is a, brevity, brevity is a source of wit, right? Isn't that the, the cliche? I don't know. So. Is there any, anything we haven't mentioned in any show? I mean, I'm looking like the shows that people enjoyed that we haven't mentioned. I would say like Our Flag Means Death feels like it had a little bit of a boost recently. The Taika Waititi show that it feels a little too strange to get in, but especially that so many other HBO Max possibilities and HBO possibilities. But maybe as a writing, I could see that getting like a writing nomination or 
something like that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I think, you know, White uh, Taika has multiple shows in the running. So I guess maybe what we do in the shadows is probably his best chance for a nomination. Right. Um, and yeah. So yeah, I don't, I I think like our flag means stuff is probably more of like an internet friendly show than a, a TV Academy friendly show. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like I get below the line, I could see it like it's it, but not oh, necessarily. Yeah. Uh, I don't um, think it'll rain otherwise. What else is there? I don't, you know, what we don't talk enough about is only murders in the building. I mean, I know we just talked about Selena, but I, I really liked that show last summer. It was a really um, fun, very engaging show. Love a mystery. It was like, you know, a good thriller slash comedy, I feel like. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's just solid enough just to be a nominee this year. Like, I can't really see it winning. Well, maybe, maybe like for sound for the boy from 60, that episode. That was Incredible great. episode. That was yeah. so good. I also think um, the score is awesome. I love the score. Mm-hmm. It's really solid. I know, um, but it, like it kind of underperformed like over the winter. It was just like a perennial nominee because, you know, Hacks and Ted were winning everything. So this is one of the things I was thinking, like, like we said, I think Selena Gomez needs the show to air before the Emmys to get like a nomination probably. But I would say, I think best actor could go to Steve Martin, especially if the second season is like levels up or just puts it back in the conversation where people are like, well, I love Steve Martin because he's obviously a beloved performer and he's so good in the first season. And I think he could get a huge boost in the second season with it airing during voting. And so while I understand like Jason is probably the favorite and like you have said, Bill Hader, a previous winner certainly cannot be counted out and probably could win. Maybe Steve Martin, like, swoops in it and actually steals it in the end just because he's so beloved. Um, you don't think like Martin short will hurt him. I know him because this is funny. Like, I feel like Martin short is clearly the secondary character of the two. He's like, definitely not the, like Steve is the lead. I feel like, and so much of the first season was, I think balanced towards him. Like his arc was the biggest part of the first season to me. Like, and he ends up in a relationship with Amy Ryan, who is the killer, right? So it's like, he has a lot to do and is like the entry point of the show for, I think he's the entry point character. And like Martin Short is really funny and Selena Gomez is really droll, but they're both kind of like orbiting around Steve. And so I feel like he's definitely the lead to me, even though it's like a three-headed monster. He's like the biggest head. I mean, he he also co-created a show and as a writer, so uh, he could be a multiple nominee. So, yeah, like I think Martin's character is like the most LOL funniest. He's kind of like the Janelle James. He's like he's doing he's Janelle the most James out there, most ostentatious. Yeah, doing Jane Krakowski on Thirty Rock, like that's the character. Yeah, and Steve is is like slightly straight, but not like super dry like selena is and he i think he would win under the tape system because he would submit the finale which has a lot of physical comedy right um i don't know if he'll win under the system i just feel like there's enough i mean like people love steve martin i think he has such like goodwill as like a performer and he's so funny in the first season that if the second season is like better than the first or as good as the first there's a world where you could say like oh like 
Jason has already won for, for Ted Lasso and like people love Jason and Bill Hader has obviously already won for playing Barry uh, and people love Bill Hader, but I don't think anybody would begrudge Steve Martin winning. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, Steve Martin. No. And so like, I could see that happening and I don't think Martin would hurt him in the end, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I do. I think we, yeah, we've talked about this before, like how it's, it feels like the premiere date, for season two, like they're banking on it helping phase two. It's like they're they already feel like they're secure of the nominations. Right. So they're so then and that maybe is what and I mean, like we said, like the Selena Gomez nomination, they're not as not that they're not as focused on, but it's like they know they're getting Steve Martin in, they know they're getting Martin Short in, they know it's getting in for comedy. And so season two has a thing. I mean, Steve Martin has Joyce, uh, you know, you probably know this better than I do, but he has one Emmy award, it looks like. Is, is this why you want him to win? <laughs> well, it's an easy narrative, right? He's never won for performing. He's only got a win for, for writing from 1969. I mean, sure, but it's like he has an Emmy. He has an know? Emmy, but like it's like Steve Martin does not have an acting Emmy. And I think there's like an easy narrative there to be like, wait, we're not going to give Steve Martin an Emmy award compared to, you know, do we need to give Jason Sudeikis another Emmy award before we give Steve Martin like, I, I do an wonder, like, acting for- award? are people going to be super bored if like Ted sweeps again and like Jaden probably winning again, you know, it's like literally the same people for over a year now winning. I just, I guess I'm just like with the Ted thing, I love season two and I really love Ted Lasso. So it's not like I'm not like participating in the backlash to Ted Lasso, but I just do feel like it aired so long ago and was so wrapped up in the first season's Emmy run that I think people are going to just be like, I don't need to vote for season two of Ted Lasso because I already kind of did. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like we already, even though the Emmys were one for season one coming at the height of like season two mania, uh, it just feels like that was already recognized, you know, especially with like, like we said at the time, like Brett Goldstein was great in season one, but he literally has like showcase episodes in season two that happened right as voting was happening. Yeah, they like, knew what they were doing. Yeah, it's like a very shrewd strategy, but I'm like, does do they need to basically double dip on season two then? Like season two helped season one win. Does season two then win on its own? I don't know. And do you need, do, do, does the Academy, do people feel like they need to recognize season two when there's other options certainly on the table? I guess like this is, this will be the test, right? Because um, like lat, like winter in 2021, it, it lost several things to Shit's Creek because that was also like the last time you could vote for Shit's Creek, right? right? Coming off like their Emmy sweep the previous fall. So, but it only like Ted won like Critics' Choice last year that they were the first to award it. Um, and then, so then the Emmys were really the first ones to kind of give it like a lot of stuff um mm-hmm. and then like this past winter more of these groups were like you know no shit's creek around so we could give you more awards like outside of jason right basically um yeah so i guess it's like how much do they really love it or love season two to award it again like they can be super lazy they can but i just feel like when they're lazy in the past it's been network comedy shows that are on more of a regimented schedule. And it just feels like easily to like, you're not going to forget like 30 rock 
or like Modern Family were always airing, you know, like specific times. And like, you're just like, oh, of course. But like Ted now not having new episodes for over a year, right? Like basically by the time the Emmys are happening, I j- or I just feel like that's going to make it a little harder to keep it in the conversation. Obviously, it'll get nominated, but there is an opportunity for one of these other newer shows or more flavors of the month to win. Mm-hmm. I so still, Veep, obviously Veep is, it's still favored, but like Veep was the last one to defend, like back to back. So that right. was 2017, and then it was it missed the next year because of Julia's diagnosis. Right. So then, yeah. Since then, we've just had one-offs. So it was amazing. And I could see it being a one-off. I don't think the funny thing is, I think like Ted season three, if it comes back like next summer, right. Or next spring, which seemingly would be probably the timeline based on, I think how they're in production now, like I could see it really doing great then for next year's Emmys, right. Like it'll just kind of like be renewed, like, Oh, Ted Lasso's back. We love Ted Lasso, that kind of thing. It just feels like this year is like in that, dip where it just is again like I, I i just feel like so much of last season was wrapped up in the yeah and i also think like last season it definitely benefited from the weak field like it was like a, a lot of nothing really. <laughs> like, well yeah i mean that benefit i think from it like winning everything but i also think it would still would have won even like yeah i think it would won because it was it was just it hit at the right time like during covid right and it you know basically put apple tv plus on the map for like tv really right. Um, you know, no offense to the morning show, but, uh, and yeah, like it, it didn't have a lot of competition and now some of the competition is back. So, yeah, it feels like it has, like you said, like some of the competition is back and like Atlanta and Barry, and then also a lot of new shows that are like kind of potential for strong competition as well. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm looking, oh, wow. Flight Attendance is the 11th. <laughs> it's tough. It's just too many um, shows. Oh, the Great. We, we never talk about The Great. I, I don't know how I feel about The Great, though. I feel like that was a show that was, is a good show. Annoying. And I feel I, like it was in because of a weak field, you know, like in the conversation because of a weak field previously. Yeah. And it didn't do that well over the winter either. Right. So, and I also, I feel like the, the buzz for season two kind of came and went. It, it dropped in November. And just wasn't really there. It got like some SAG nominations. Right. Um, and then, yeah, what we do in the shadows. <laughs> I can see that getting back in just on the strength of the writers who basically pushed it in last time. And it's a very well-written show and the writers love it. So I would not be surprised if it got in, but I don't have it in. Yeah. Oh, there's Pen15, which is over. Um, Minx Minx is an 18th, I think, just because of you. (laughs) My influence, Joyce. (laughs) You made it's in the top 20, so put it Uh, in. You you put it in too. But what am I gonna drop? I don't know. Atlanta, make Minx happen. (laughs) Hashtag make hashtag make Minx happen. Is 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 that what we're going with now? That's what I'm going with. Yeah, make Minx happen. Are we are we running the Minx campaign? (laughs) No, we could and call me, but no, we're not. Just lo- I really like the show. That's all. It is. It. Uh, I know. I. I hope it gets renewed, and even if it doesn't get any Emmy nominations. Me too, Joyce. I, I think we could uh, wrap it up here. I wanted to say we're going to be back on 
later this week, we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, with our latest Oscars playback, which is going to be Titanic. you've already prepared for, I have not prepared at all. I already watched the whole ceremony. I am, I am hyped to talk about Titanic Oscars. It is going to be a treat. Oh, boy. I have, I'll probably watch that tomorrow night. Clearly, I, I when have- it, I, one I've, of I've the been best Oscars. Tokyo Vice instead of Titanic. <laughs> you finished Tokyo Vice. I'll start Tokyo Vice. No, <laughs> clearly one of my favorite Oscars. I all that is a, a fantastic year for movies. I think we'll have a lot to talk about uh, when we do. Uh, so I'm excited for that one, Joyce. Yes, um, that that'll be will we'll be the king and queen of the world. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah, and then we'll do a moment of silence for the Titanic sinking. Uh, we sh- you know, we should have done this last week because it was 110th. We 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 screwed up. We should have done it last week because the sinking was last week. <laughs> I know, but I, I think it's a great juxtaposition going from Independence Day to Titanic. Uh, <laughs> Joyce, this is so much fun. Uh, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.